You've dodged the chain school traps. You've got yourself a good name for your shiny new English school. And you've even got a few new students signed up. There's just one small problem. A little voice that keeps you up at night and wakes you before dawn with the cold sweat of realisation that there's one more question. Let's call it THE question that you can no longer avoid forming on your quivering lips. It's a question that doesn't get answered often enough. You end up in a teaching job with, if you're lucky, an outdated textbook thrown in your hand and it feels too late or too unprofessional to point out to your boss that nobody's actually ever answered the question. Quite possibly because nobody's ever told your boss the answer. And it becomes an emperor-has-no-clothes game of chicken. So you don't mention the one thing that you really need to know. Or you find yourself accepting a request to teach your neighbour's kids. And there's no place left to run to, no one to turn to and ask the question. What is the question? You know, that most basic of questions that simply never gets answered adequately enough. Are you ready? I'll speak slowly. How exactly do you teach an English lesson? <laughs> Let me give you the tried and trusted method that I've been using, and truth be told, all good language teachers have been using a variation of, whether they've been aware that that's what they were doing or not. Read any textbook on how to teach and you'll get swamped with jargon and capital letters. I'm going to reduce all that down to just three letters. And they're all the same one, for simplicity's sake. Let's call it Patrick's three P's of every lesson, no matter the size of the class, the ability or the age of the students. Are you ready? Here it is. One, present. Two, practice. Three, play. Okay, what do I mean? Let me go through them. One, present. Here I mean you present the language, you show what it is you want your students to be able to say. If it's kindergartners and you're teaching them to say, I can swim and I can read, you might have three or four flashcards with pictures showing examples of I can expressions and you'd say the words after each card. I can swim, I can read. The key here is you are modelling, showing the students what the language is. <clears throat> Okay, number two, practice. Here is where you get the students to repeat the target language. I can swim. The key is you have enough repetition of elements with just enough differences so that the kids can begin to figure out the meanings and the forms for themselves without even realising it. For example, saying I can swim followed by I can read and I can ride a bicycle helps the kids not only to pronounce the new vocabulary, but by repetition they can realise the I can element remains the same while the activity swim or read changes. They've begun to understand the language intuitively without anyone using the words modal or verb or any other grammar term. 3. Play. Your students now have a weak understanding of the new target language. In this example, I can swim. Now you want them to experiment with the form and make it part of their own arsenal. This is what I mean by play. Encourage them, often by questions and answers, to 
bring in other words they might know. Can you run? Yes, I can run. Can you fly? Uh, no, no, I can't. And so on. With children, you might literally play games here to both practice the language and expand their understanding. What about for adults? The same principles apply, but you may not have to formally get them to repeat what you say or play a game. Uh, in this lesson, a, a book review of a Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express, you might present key vocabulary before or during reading the text, practice the writing questions, and then play by using the speaking questions to get the students to use the vocabulary they have already learnt in the lesson. Do you have to follow the three Ps in that order? No, not necessarily. Although the natural tendency is to follow the pattern of present, oh, sorry, present, practice, and play in that order. But you could reverse it and start with play to see what the students need to learn, present any new language, and then practice it, for example. Is that all you need? No. There's more to making a successful language lesson, but if you cover the three Ps, you're well on your way to having a good one.